All right, well, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Too Many Hobbies podcast. Today's guest is Tyler Butcher, good friend of mine, Anderson Powerlifting athlete, Animal House gym athlete. He is the third person to ever squat over 1,100 pounds in a single-ply squat suit. He has a 2,600-plus pound total in competition. We talk drag racing. We talk about his coach, Marty. Uh, Plenty of good topics on this episode, so please stay tuned. I hope you guys enjoy it. Make sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so this gets out to as many people as possible, as well as like the video on YouTube and subscribe to the channel for more podcast episodes like this. Hope you guys enjoy the show. guys welcome back to another episode i'm here with my guest tyler butcher how you doing today tyler good man you thanks for having me on oh absolutely tyler is an anderson powerlifting athlete as well as a drag racer so tyler how did you get into powerlifting oh man um well uh i guess i was sort of into bodybuilding i was lifting weights in general um and then uh, a buddy of mine from college wanted to do a meet. So I think it was like a, like a sophomore in college or something. Um, wanted to try a meet out. So I just said, sure, why not? Picked one. Uh, went for it. I was supposed to lift 242 and I weighed in at 278. So I missed the weight, the weight classes by two full, two full weight classes. So I want to uh, say yeah. I'm surprised, but I'm not. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I ended up going 308, bombed on my first meet. Um, end up having to like re-enter the same meet as push pull had no idea what i was doing but you know you know you know i had a good time so, you bombed uh, because it was you were high or because you didn't complete the list um, no, no i didn't listen i didn't i didn't follow commands <laughs> so <laughs> fair enough i buried i buried my first one um got it didn't follow commands went up a weight because again i had no idea what i was doing right. um Ended up uh, dumping that one over my head, um, and then I was done by the third. Just didn't have anything left. So, so when I met you, it was it was a complete train wreck. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> when I met you, was <laughs> that your second meet then? No, uh, that was probably. You probably did a few that, in between then. Yeah, that was probably my fourth or fifth meet. I'm okay. thinking. Because yeah. that was when you did 904 and you almost took me off the platform. <laughs> I think yeah, I still have, have been... a video of that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, uh, you know, that was probably, um, that was probably a couple years after my first meet, I'm thinking. Okay. So, right. yeah, because yeah, I guess that would have been, that was my second meet. Okay. So I was a junior. You probably had just graduated or you were just about to graduate. Um, I probably just graduated. Yeah. Okay. That sounds yeah. Right. So would it be, yeah. Would it, yeah. Yeah. Four, that was like four or five meets in, I think. Okay. Then yeah. what meet or how many meets in did you meet Marty or did you meet Marty before I, you I started met, doing this? I'm no, I met Marty at my very first meet. Um, okay. in fact, um, when I, when I dumped, um, my, my squat, he was the next lifter up. Um, he was at the end of the flight. And so he had to sit around for like, 40 minutes while they got that all cleaned up and 
it was a mess. Like one of the one of the spotters, uh, I felt terrible. One of the spotters got got I got, I got his hand caught underneath the uh, one of the weights, and it was just uh, it was about the worst first beat you could ever have. <laughs> so you didn't and, know Marty from like back home. I did not. But what was funny though is that um, I trained at a gym called uh, Wilson's in Port Clinton, and Marty knew Dave, who was the owner for years and so um you know like i saw marty pop in once or twice um you know and i'm like holy crap that's a big dude and uh you know you didn't really see anybody around like that and um when i saw him at my first meet something kind of once once he said he was from the area something kind of clicked i'm like you know i saw you years ago you know and i wasn't powerlifting then or anything but um never knew him but always a super quiet dude, just kind of stay, you know, stay to himself. Yeah, well, he's still a big dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to change. No. <laughs> that's kind of the way that, like, when I started training at the Animal House, mm-hmm. when I'd seen Jeff, I was like, oh, I've known, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. And I realized that yep. we've been going to fitness for all together for like oh, okay. three years, but never talked to each other. <laughs> so he's so big, he scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Probably won't talk to him anyway. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then, Sorry. when you when you met Marty, did you? How mm-hmm. long did it take before he started like actually coaching? So, um, let's see. After my after I had that 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 first meet, um, let me think here. It would have been, uh, you know, he was he was training by himself at, by himself at the time. And uh, we were we were talking in the warm up room at the meet. He's like, "Yeah, I live in Sadowski." I'm like, "What? What the heck? I'm from Port Clinton." And so um, I'm like, "Well, what, you know, where do you train at?" So pretty much the the first opportunity I had, um, which I think I was on I was on a co op um, during school. I uh, I ended up started training with him over over in Sadowski. Um, and kind of the rest is history. Like, in you know, Marty, um, you know, has always been super influential in my my powerlifting career and um really whenever uh whenever we like trained together um i just did whatever he did you know what i mean like right you know he didn't overcomplicate things which i think that's a probably the biggest issue with powerlifting today is people overcomplicate stuff it's it's just lifting weights man it's not that hard um you know he he i, I did whatever he did and it just you know i immediately started getting stronger and um and i use all, all of his original training principles today uh, which is what he is tra- kind of how he trained back in, you know, you know, back in the old barbell club in Sanusky years ago, which that, that barbell club um, in little Sanusky, Ohio had the strongest man in the country, r- really in the world, really. We had Dave Waddington squatting um, at that gym. Um, first man to squat a thousand pounds in Zanesville in 1980. Um, Steve Wilson, monster deadlifter uh, i think he still holds apf records to this day at 242 i think he pulled like 840 something at 242 uh roger step um bunch of old school dudes that are just bulldog strong that um you know you don't they, they don't they don't they don't make them like they used to you know yeah i didn't realize that dave trained at that gym for some reason that- i thought i didn't i did not realize that dave trained at that gym yeah. Yep. Or that he was even from Ohio. <laughs> I don't know why yeah, that never yeah. clicked. But. Yep. So, and Dave, Dave to this day, he's uh he's still like on the he's like a city commissioner or something or for like Sandusky. Really? He's still active in Sandusky. Um, you know the guy uh 
the guy's, you know, born and raised in Sandusky, so. That's crazy. Yeah. So then how long has Marty been training for? His first meet was in 1975, I believe. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it would have been, uh, would have been around 75. So, really, that was like the – some people would almost call it the golden era of powerlifting. Right? That's what that's I was just going to say is that yeah. that's kind of like, yeah, the golden era, but that's when everything was a lot simpler. And so that makes sense yeah. as to why mm-hmm. he still trains that way. But, I mean, yep, whatever he absolutely. does absolutely works for you. Yeah, it's, and you, you don't know, com- overcomplicate anything. There's no reason to, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, you can't outprogram hard work. You know what I mean? If you're, um, you know, if you're, you know, not willing to hurt a little bit and feel a bit of pain and and work hard, like you're not, you're not gonna do anything. You know, and Mar- and, you know, it's funny. Marty always told me like, powerlifting is just is just a competition for the one who can stand the most pain. You yeah, got a point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a point. Well, well, as many times as you want to drag the barbell across your shins or <laughs> dump, a, dump a squat or lose a barbell on your chest, you know. Yeah. He's got a point there. Yep, that's what it takes, man. Yeah. And then so when you started training with him, mm-hmm. that was after your – after the first meet? Yep, after my first meet. Um, I started training with about six months before my second meet or so. I, you know, I had a six-month window there where – where I was kind of waiting for my next meet. And um, uh, that was in Parma. Ohio. It, was a, it was a USAPL contest. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I started training more with single ply gear. My first meet wasn't single ply. I didn't really know how to use it. But um, Marty was, was really influential and kind of showed me how to use that, use the squat suit and the bench shirt. And, um, get, you know, I got new gear to, to fit and size right, um, which, which obviously helped a lot. Right. So then when you were from your first meet to the second meet after you started training with him, how did mm-hmm. you see that progress when you started training with him? Yeah. So my, so my first meet, I, I think I squatted like, I opened at 680 or something like that. Um, and, um, you know, didn't, I mean, you know, obviously had a real, real kind of messed up meet or whatever. In my, in yeah. my second meet, I ended up, um, I don't think I, I got called on depth, uh, but I ended up taking 823. So it was it was a pretty big jump. Um, and the bench was like five, let's see, 540 in my, 524 at my first meet. And then I ended up benching like 612 and deadlift was like 640 to 705, something like that. It was, it was, it was, it was big jumps for sure. And that was a lot of like learning how to use the gear that you already yeah had. learning how to use yeah. the gear i was probably um i was about 20 25 pounds heavier um from first meet to second meet so you're in 308s at that point yeah at, at that time uh usapl um they had a 275 and then then a super heavyweight class um, oh, now okay. you know since then they've they've changed to the to the ipf weight class standards um but I was I was a super heavyweight because there was no three hundred eight class. But I was I weighed it I weighed it like three hundred three I think something like that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize that USAPL didn't have a three hundred eight. That's something yeah. new. Yeah, okay. and it's kind of you know like a couple years after that they switched to the IPF rules. So now um, the the pound equivalent's like two sixty four or something. So 
Um, if you're, you know, 265, you're lifting super heavy, which right. is kind of nuts, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then what made you go from USAPL to uh, now, you know, USPF and different, um, different federations like that? I've never really been, like, tied down to a specific federation. Um, it's always kind of been, like, you know, if there's a um, if there's a meet I'd like to do, like for example, the 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 Olympia was a USPA meet, so um, I you know, I was able to to get invited to lift at that meet. Um, the um, you know a lot of times it was kind of like what's what's kind of close around the ballpark as far as like timing, right. you know what I mean? So yeah. you know within the like you know within like the the like surrounding states, kind of what what fits my timing. Um, now, I, did USPF having Eddie Cohen lift in it, did that have any influence on you going there to try and squat more than him? <laughs> well, like Eddie Cohen squatted 1019, I think, at like 230 or something. So oh, that's out the window. There's then. not even a comparison, <laughs> you know, like, you know, a guy's just a, just a freak. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, the USPF was cool in my mind because because they had a lot of really old school records and stuff, you know, they had a lot of really cool old, old lifters. Um, you know, back in the day, the USPF was the fed, you know, right. um, you know, so, you know, there was, uh, you know, Brian Siders, which I always looked up, to, uh, looked up to Brian Siders a lot when I was getting into powerlifting, he held the world record single ply total at like 2606 or 2616, so, something like that. Right. Um, you Is know, back when ply? I was getting started single ply. Yep. Um, uh scott cartwright squatted the had the highest single ply squat in the uspf at 10 30 or something like that um and this was back i don't know this is back in like 08 probably um doyle kennedy had uh like a 903 deadlift which was out of the question for me <laughs> but you know it was it was cool I, you know i wanted to see some of those i wanted to be able to grab some of those records and you know right. and, and i was fortunate enough to be able to yeah um it was it was it was fun meets fun meets we do a lot of beats in west virginia right um it was, it was i think you did one in west virginia didn't you yes yep. i think yeah it was it was it was fun um you know last meet i did was an apf meet first apf meet i've ever done and had a blast doing it you know so i you know as long as uh you know, as long as they have a single ply division um and it's a respected federation. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy to live with them. You know, right? Pretty much whatever is more convenient for you. Pretty much, yeah. You know, so you don't need to travel super far if there's three or four meets in the within four hours from us. Yeah, it makes it makes it easy. Um, you know, now if there's like a nationals that I like to go to or something, maybe that's a different story. But um, if you're looking just just to get into a meet, um, you know, a somewhat local meet, that's that's fine. Right. So then the APF meet that you squatted, was it 11.03? 11.02, yep. 11.02. So mm-hmm. was that a record, an APF? Yeah, that's an APF record. And then you, um, you already hold the USPF record? Uh, yes, at 10.58. 10.58, okay. Um, yep. And then um, I believe Brian Sider still holds the total. I think his total was 26.59. I totaled 26.27. Okay. Um, but I, I squatted at 10, 10, 58, um, in the USPF though. Would your last total have beat the, beat his in USPF? Um, 
No, not not quite. It was close. Not not okay. not 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 quite though. So you can still go chasing after that one. Well, you know, like uh, if if it's if I do it if I do a USPS me, I think I've I've got like a um. You know, if I, if I was able to put together, uh, um, you know, a few of the numbers I'm looking at, I think I can go, you know, 2650 to 2700. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I hope, I mean, fingers crossed, I think our next meet is in November. Yeah. Um, if you add up all the, if you add up my best list, it ends up being like 27 something, 2650 or something like that. But I haven't been able to put them all together in the same meet yet. So right. that, that's the big thing. Well, a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you're squatting insane amounts of weight. So you're instantly <laughs> tired right away. And then you've got a big bench. So then you, after that, like you're probably gassed. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a great deadlifter. So it's kind of those things where I just try to, I'm trying to be a better deadlifter, but it's, right. it's not something that I'm, I'm, I'm great at. Unfortunately. Well, your squat seems to make up for your lack of deadlift, <laughs> but you're think, still, yeah, still think, your best deadlifts, what, 830? Uh, 804. But in the gym, you've done more than that. Uh, I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, my, my best contest deal has been 804, though. Right. Which still yeah. is pretty respectable. <laughs> Maybe not in your weight class, but in general. <laughs> yeah, general population super, looks at that and goes, wow. <laughs> super heavies in general. I mean, it seems like a lot of us are pulling around that, you know, high sevens, low eight mark. Yeah. Um, you know, like short arms, big gut, you know, isn't really conducive <laughs> to a big deadlift. No. I mean, you've got you've got guys out there now, you know, who are like 220, 242 class who are pulling insane amounts of weight. Right. Um, you know, there's and there's still other guys. Um the it seems like the the the, the numbers of numbers of guys in the, in the lighter weight class pulling big weights are just just nuts right now. So right. I think Ed Ed Cohen back in the day, I think he pulled like nine oh three. Um, in the same meet he pulled, or in the same meet he squatted ten nineteen at two thirty or something. Like it's just, Jeez. you know, it's it's tough to be tough to compare to that. Well, yeah, especially at that coefficient because he weighs oh, so geez, much yeah. left. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to compare that to yeah three fifty. <laughs> so then, what? When did you start? going to like a specific power lifting gym because i know you trained at ironworks and you could probably consider that yep had a powerlifting group at ironworks right. you know what i mean um i mean the animal house was probably the first dedicated is, is the first dedicated powerlifting gym that i ever trained at but even still like you know the um me and marty trained at the it's not closed but the sandusky ymca okay. um and they held like all the like all the big meets from back in the day at that location okay um so it was it was pretty cool like um you know they had uh they had great equipment there and they had it was, it was all in the place it was all, like all in the basement um had a great location to power lift um and they held all the all the big meets from back in the day there um but of course there was other stuff as well right um not solely Wilson's also had a yeah correct yeah Wilson's had a powerlifting room that we would, you know, train in and whatnot. Uh, but um, the animal house has been different uh, because it's 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 powerlifting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then, let's say you know, training at 
Ironworks where there was a powerlifting room with a group mm-hmm. of guys powerlifting yep. compared to the Animal House now and like your progression and training and everything. Mm-hmm. What have you seen as like your biggest jump in lift, like your lifts since then? Probably the, honestly, probably the squat has probably been the biggest improvement. Um, you know, if you have a really good team um, that's, you know, that's, that's surrounding you, um, you know, you're, you, you, you know, you have the confidence to take some of those, some of those bigger attempts sometimes, um, you know, you know, it can get a little sketchy and dangerous once in a while. So um, it's good to know that you're training with guys who know how to, you know, keep you from killing yourself, you know? So, yeah. And, and the bench has been, um, been has improved quite a bit as well from training there a few years ago. Again, same kind of thing. If you have benches that have face savers on them, you don't have to worry about, you know, smashing your skull in with 800 pounds. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so going from, you know, training with, with the guys at the Animal House, um, at what point did you start talking to Anderson Powerlifting? So, um, I've always ordered gear from Anderson, you know, like they've always been great from, you know, before I was sponsored, they've always been great as far as like, uh, as far as delivery and customer service and answering my questions I had, um, you know, I really wanted to kind of become a part of the team. I just started tagging them in videos, you know, honestly, okay. um, all my training videos, I just, I just tagged them in everything. Um, <laughs> and so. And so uh, eventually, uh, Kevin Pittman, um, he handles all the sponsorships and stuff like that. He reached out to me. Um, I was I was ecstatic. You know, it was awesome. Um, just being able to, you know, not not only to be able to like to you know try out new gear and get help with gear and stuff like that, but it's it's a really cool company. Um, everyone that I've ever been that I've known through Anderson has, has they've always been super super nice and friendly, like really good people. Um, you know, you really you really consider them family more than anything. So when they first reached out to you, was there any, like, is there a tier of working with Anderson Powerlifting? Like you yeah. start mm-hmm. working, you know, at a bottom yep. tier and then you work your way up just by, you know, being involved yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So they have, they have different tiers. Um, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not even sure exactly anymore um, how they're, how they're, uh, how they're scheduled out, but, but they start you out with uh, like the, the lowest tier. Um, and they give you a, um, like a code essentially. Right? right. So, um, you know, you get, you get a, like an allowance or whatever for, for equipment and, um, and you know, you know, the more, the more people use your code, um, you know, the more it's like, it's like any other company, the more people use your code, the more, um, you know, the, the, the more you can work up, you know, through that sponsorship rank, right. um, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've got a lot of really cool piloting friends who've, you know, whenever they need product and stuff, they automatically go to Anderson now because, right. you know, because because I love them, they love them. You know, yeah. like like our gym, you know how it is. Like the That's uh, where I get my stuff. <laughs> yeah, like you know it. You know, in um, that they, they 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 sell great stuff. The guys at the gym, they know Kevin and all those guys at Anderson. Um, you know, they've always been really great to us. Yeah. You know, as far as answering our questions for us and and delivery and shipments, exchanges, all that stuff, they've always been just phenomenal. Right. Yeah, Anderson's been a great company. I mean, they've mm-hmm. done a lot of stuff with us at the Animal House. Yeah. They hook us up pretty well. You know, they come to they came to our meets that we felt, yep. you mm-hmm. know, 
it's been it's been cool to work with them it's been cool i know from my aspect to, i was supposed to film with them at the at the arnold before the covid yeah. shut down so yeah. that would have been a cool experience but i mean like it's got to feel great knowing that there's a company that backs you that much oh absolutely so yeah going back to the animal house when that first started mm -hmm. you kind of were on the forefront of that beginning correct yeah um so I'm, I'm not sure exactly who all talked to who but um you know we had uh there was a bunch of equipment that you know that was at ironworks um and then um another group a group of guys that trained out here in oregon uh they wanted to put up put a gym together um so you know a date was settled on um a location was found um and then we all we all met up and started moving equipment, you know. So um, it was it was it was an interesting experience for sure to be a part of that. Um, it was it's been cool to see it grow and develop, and um, you see all the all the the friendships made and in the 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 family aspect. That was really cool. Right, and for people that might not understand exactly how our gym is would you mind explaining to them you know the size of it the kind of equipment sure. that we have in there yep. yeah so um the gym is probably what do you think thousand square feet yeah like, it's like 30 by 30 like not much right yeah. uh, not 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 like big at all no. um we currently have on the roster because I, I help out with that um i think 27 members right now um, obviously everyone doesn't train at the same time, but it's a, it's a private gym, um, you know, with, uh, you know, you have a key code access 24 hours. It's, it's powerlifting equipment, right? There's, there's not a, a bunch of treadmills and cardio equipment. So it's powerlifting equipment. There's, um, there's kilo plates. We have a monolith. We have, uh, we have two. Um, two super nice combo racks, uh, super nice um, Forza, Forza bench, um, deadlift platform, deadlift bars, squat bars, safety bars, um, you know, just everything you need to get strong. Um, and then we actually have, have some more equipment too that we don't have room for even. Um, it's been kind of, it's been kind of funny. Like the, uh, we've actually have um, like, uh, uh, you know, a, a uh, uh, index professional strong uh, index professional arm wrestler that has been you know coming to the gym with us too once in a while so he actually brought his arm wrestling table in that's that's all custom and kind of cool i've i've i never used it because my bicep tendonitis won't, won't probably allow me to but uh yeah yeah they everything you need for powerlifting man yeah i've seen the the hand strength machine in there and it's like yeah. the most intimidating thing that you've ever seen you're like <laughs> i have absolutely no idea how to use this thing it's but the fact that it's there oh i believe it <laughs> but the fact that it's there is just like yeah. there's no other gym probably in ohio or even the midwest no. that has that machine <laughs> no it's crazy yeah, I mean, yeah you know if you think about it, you know we, we've got a belt squat also you know a lot of gyms don't have belt squats it's just it's dedicated powerlifting equipment you know it's Everything you need to increase your bench squat and deadlift. Yeah, and we'll have to give a shout out to Mario for being probably Absolutely. the best gym owner of all time. Yep. So yeah, he's he's been phenomenal. You know, if there's equipment that we need, he goes and gets it. Um, yeah, every time. You know, he's not like, you know, he's more than more than you know accommodating to 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 younger lifters and younger folks who want to try out the gym and um, just a just a great guy. 
Yeah, and also a hell of a bench presser. Jeez, old Yes, uh, 501 <laughs> at uh, 218 Raw. Which, that's also a funny story. Um, we were in Chicago doing a meet, a USPF meet. Um, uh, I was, let's see, I, I took a token bench. I ended up hurting something, so I, I ended up having to take a token bench. So I was helping out. Um, I handed off to, I was handing off to everybody. I handed off to Mario at like, I don't know, his open was like 480 or something like that, 470. Smoked it. Um, he, he's been, he had been wanting a 500 pound bench for a long time. Um, and so, uh, I end up, I just called the number for him. I didn't ask him. Um, I just, I, had, I told him 501. Um, for some reason he thought, even though it was on a giant board in front of him, that it was, <laughs> that it was like 490 or something. And so he lays down on the bench and he smokes it. Um, he sits back, I'm freaking out. And he sits up and he's just like, all right, cool. You know, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you did it. He's like, did what? What are you talking about? He's like, I'm, I'm like, you bench 500. Like, like he had no idea what the weight was. He, he lost <laughs> it after that. He was so excited. It was, it was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. He had no idea what he did. Yeah. But, it, you know, and he wasn't, you know, he absolutely killed it too. Just crazy that you take like the mental aspect out of it and like oh, how geez, easy yeah. it is. Yeah. Know? If you don't yeah. think about the weight that you're about to do, especially if it's a PR, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you don't have that mental block. Yep. There, there's been a couple of meets where Marty's called weights for me. And, uh, you know, he's told me what they were. I, you know, I don't remember what they were, but it, it helps. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, just, just put a number out there for me and just, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You're just going to do the work, whether it's five pound PR or a 20 pound PR. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. Or yep. not even a PR at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, something for a total, you know. I think that's another thing that a lot of people wouldn't expect, you know, from somebody that's as strong as you, that you are literally the biggest cheerleader for everybody else and not yourself. <laughs> it's It takes a team, man. Like, you know, it's it's fun watching people hit PRs. Like, um, you look at some of the lifters that we have at, at the Animal House, you know, like, um, you know, some of the new folks, even though, know, you know, within the past couple of years, we've just getting into powerlifting and stuff. Um, you know, Dan's been training some, some, some new folks in the gym, um, getting their first meet. It's, it was so fun to see them hit PRs um, and just like, you know, gain that confidence through their, you know, through their meets. Um, and then there's just, there's just so much potential too. We have some, some great athletes and they're just, they're a blast to watch. Uh, shoot. You've got Stacy squat over 400 pounds. You know, it's like it's a female lifter, raw, you know, squatting 400 pounds raw, um, hitting like 200 pounds raw in the uh, in the bench, and then almost and then pushing 400 pounds also in the deadlift. Like that's just that's just it's, it's fun to watch. I don't care who you are. You see someone lift that kind of weight, um, especially a female. It's, it's it's awesome. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's cool that you're so supportive of everybody else while you're, you know, holding a 1100 pound squat. You don't even, it doesn't even seem like you care, but if somebody else is going to hit a five pound PR, you get so jacked up. And it's like, it's so cool to see that because I think a lot of people would look at you and say like, you know, he lifts, you know, he's got 2,600 pound total. Like, what does he care about my 800 pound total? But you do. It's all relative, man. It's just, at the end of the day, it's just a number. You know what I mean? It's all relative. That's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing you know, to have you on in the gym and like, see how excited you get 
but also like, you know, pushing everybody, you know, you key, you, you make everybody feel included, which I think is like the biggest good, thing, good. especially for our gym, keeping people around, you know? Oh, absolutely. You know, we all get along really well, you know, it makes it easy. Yeah. And there's a lot of good yeah. resources there and mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a nice place to be. I haven't been in a, in a while, but you know, we'll get back there. I got, I got my own gym, but you know, one of these, one of these <laughs> days I'll, I'll be not broken and I'll come back. You got a baby coming. We'll give you some slack. <laughs> Fair enough. So where do you see, you know, the next, like, uh, even just like the next meet, where are you looking, yeah. looking to be? You know, I mean, I'd love to get a 2,700 pound total. You know, I really want to, I really want to break 27. I'm done. I'm done totaling 26s. I really want to, you know, total 27 now. Um, that's, that's my biggest goal. Um, the world record I guess another goal would be the world record squat, right? Single ply squats, 1137, I think. Um, you know, it'd be great to have that as well. Um, yeah. It's a little different though, because I'm doing it on a 55 pound bar versus Blaine, who's done on a 45 pound bar. That's a lot more difficult, I think. Um, and he does still... squats by himself too. <laughs> I know. He, he, yeah, he's a monster. Fun to watch. He's a really oh, great yeah. lifter. Yeah. Um, biggest, biggest goal for me though, I think is a 2,700 pound total. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. Okay. Well, I guess switching gears completely, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I mean, the show's called too many hobbies and you got yeah. quite a few. Got too many of them, man. Hey, drag racing. So when yep. did you start drag racing? Cause I don't think anybody looking at you would say that dude <laughs> loves to go 200 miles an hour. It can fit in a race car. Well, I barely fit in a car anyway. Um, That's fair. <laughs> no, I, you know, more so about, um, I guess more so than drag racing, more so I, I just love cars, right? Like, um, you know, my, the first car that, uh, that we put together was a 68 AMX. I got it when I was 14. Uh, I had a small block Chevy in it and just loved ripping around on that. And that's kind of where I got the love of like, of my passion for like putting cars together, building cars and race cars and stuff. Um, you know, I really haven't been like, you know, as far as like taking the car to the drag strip, I haven't really been doing it for that long per se. Um, only a few years. Um, but like, you know, street racing is like a little bit of a different story, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but you know, going to like, uh, like, like a track and actually getting a time slip per se. Um, I haven't really been doing it that long. But, um, but as far as cars go, I've been putting them together and building cars and, Messing with hot rods for you know, you know, you know, since since since, since I was a kid, um, okay. it runs pretty deep, pretty deep in my family too. Um, I have a lot of family members with some cool cars and stuff, so I've always I've kind of been around hot rods and stuff for a long time. But um, I've been car crazy since I was a kid. Now was that like your grandpa, your dad? People had had cars that you were yeah. So uh, my uh, my my grandfather always had cars, hot rods when he was younger. Um, and then, um, and then after that, like, like my uncles had a lot of hot rods. My dad was always a, a big car guy. He always, always, always had a nice car. Um, you know, my uncles had a bunch of hot rods. My, my uh, cousin, um, we like, gr- you know, basically grew up together. Like, we're like, we're like brothers. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a 60, he had a 64 Impala. Um, just have, has been around, um, that kind of, you know, those kind of like older cars, hot rods and stuff. So um yeah just i'm just we're all we're all crazy about them you know so after you had the amx 
Uh-huh. That was your, that was your first car. Is that the first car that you drove? Because I know you said you used to drive at the school. I, I would I would drive to school once in a while. Um, I had a little crappy like you know winter beater. I'd, I'd drive around in um, like a 2006 Accord, like I have. <laughs> no, it was. I'm thinking like 95 Chevy Corsica. I think. Yeah, I beat the crap out of that thing too, man. Yeah, but uh, and up here, you know, we've got bad winters and mm-hmm. especially yeah, out in Port one, Clinton you're out you know right by the lake and yeah it just gets yeah. brutal yeah it's one of those things where you know the if, if you have a nice hot rod you're gonna be able to keep it out for you know four months out of the year usually right. five months maybe after you had the amx what what was the progression from that uh you know it's funny i sat i sat down a few days ago thinking about how many cards i've had i think i've had 16 or so <laughs> You've had seven um, or eight race cars or muscle cars <laughs> since I've known you. Probably. Um, you know, like I had the AMX. I ended up um I ended up buying uh a little um it was a Silverado seal cab short bed truck. I've always liked seal cab short bed pickups. Um end up you know, I, I ended up dropping that, lowered it. Um it looked really good, ran ran decent. Um, I ended up trading that for a, I saw the AMX too. Um, I ended up trading that for a, it was a Mustang. Um, it was a 97 pro charged, um, two valve Mustang, which was fun. Ran around that quite a bit. Um, that car, I ended up, um, the first time I built it, I ended up, uh, putting in a stroked five liter with the same pro charger um you know put a cage in it redid the interior and everything and then um i did i built the car again later on and i built uh it was a 408 windsor um so it was based off of based off of a 351 it was a 408 windsor with an f1r pro charger um so i think you know it was um i never got the car on the dyno but it was it was built to make um, to make about a thousand horsepower. Um, and then, uh, I ended up training, I ended up training that car for the, the Mustang I have now, actually. Um, uh, actually some buddies were, you know, that was kind of hanging out with, they, they all were going drag racing. So I'm like, well, fine. I might as well, might as well go get a full blown race car. So I, tra- I traded that, traded that Mustang for a, uh, another Mustang. A year older um it's got a 393 so again it's based off a 351 um 351 but it's uh uh when i originally got it, it was an eighth mile small tire car from georgia um it was a uh, you know power glide 488 rear end um you know full cage and everything um the only thing i've really changed on the car um since i've got it converted over to quarter miles so i'm running a 410 um i Rebuilt the power glide once. I ended up, I ended up blowing it up a, a couple of years ago. Um, still running the same motor. Uh, motor's been great. I'm spraying it now. Um, you know, I, pre- I haven't touched the. I'm, I'm, I'm running the same heads and you know, same same long block on it. So, haven't retouched that. I've pretty much changed everything else on it though. Yeah, and you've also had. I mean, you had the Camaro. You had the S10. Yep, that's right. Had a. Uh, yeah. You've had so many little little side projects aside from the drag car. Yeah, like you know, I always you know once I you know once you got the 
once you have like a drag car, you know, you gotta have, it's, it's fun around the street a little bit. It's tight when I run around and stuff, but um, longer cruises is kind of difficult. So uh, it's cool to have some other, something else is kind of fun to cruise around and do the ice cream in or whatever. Right. Um, it's funny. I, I talked to, uh, I told my wife Bev that um, I was going to get uh, another car and make it her car, you know. So I ended up getting a, getting a little S10, a small block Chevy S10. Um, again, that truck had a power glide, uh, but it, it cruised okay. Um, I didn't realize I it up, had a power glide in it. Yeah, yep. It had a power glide, like a pretty mild small block. Really, the 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 trans was awesome on it, and the and the 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 motor was just a little little you know low buck small block build but it, right. it it sounded it sounded really good it wasn't very fast sounded really good um it was bev's truck but she never actually drove it i she she, she rode around i drove it everywhere yeah um you know i'd end up redoing i'd end up lowering that truck also um had you know had, had some nice i think 29 10 5 slicks on it and um you know redid the exhaust and engine bay and all that kind of stuff um but still didn't did do a whole lot to it though and then uh, after that, I'm like, well, let's get let's get a different car. I, I lose interest with, with some stuff easily, yeah, unfortunately. Noticed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting an LS1 Camaro after that. Um, you know, the great the the Mustang I have now is kind of like it's the it's kind of like one of my one of my one of my forever car lists. You know what I mean? I've got like a list of like seven or eight cars that that will be on the list forever. I think that, that that's one of them. Um. You know, again, redid that car again. Um, it was stock when I got it. Um, basically, you know, normal full bolt-on stuff. It was a it was a six-speed car. It was fun. Um, and then I traded that car again for another car. Um, this past year for a twenty-three Ford T bucket, um, which some people would say you're going the wrong way as far as cruising goes, <laughs> which I probably am, but it's fun. It's it's you know, so I got this, I got, I got this tea bucket and, uh, I, it's, that's one of the forever cars I've always wanted. Um, I was, I, my dad's friend took me for a ride when I was about five years old. And, uh, and, uh, um, I've always like, you know, I just remembered it forever. Right. It was like just the coolest thing. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, after, um, so I, I always wanted to get one. Well, I got one and drove to Wisconsin to get it. And Bev's like, are you going to even fit in this thing? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I might, I might get this car and I not even fit in it. Well, I don't really fit in it. I barely fit in it. It's the most uncomfortable <laughs> car I've ever driven in my life, but it's so much fun. It's a blast. Um, oh, and you sent me the picture of it. My first response <laughs> was, do you fit in it? Yeah. And you said no, not, I look like really. Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> like Mario Kart or something. Yeah. But it's one of the coolest cars. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of character, you know, like you see it's all the, you know, it's how hot riding started. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's cool. Um, with that car, like it was, uh, like it was supposed to be done when I got it. Um, I redid everything on it. Um, there's, uh, I got the car back, back in like February or whatever. Since then, um, redid all the suspension, um, lowered it, uh, the, the car, I lowered the car from the, it was kind of set up almost like an old school gasser at first. Like it looked kind of funny, I think. Um, I lowered about seven inches total, um, and then redid because the car didn't have an interior when I got it. So I traded a perfectly running Camaro with for a fiberglass T bucket with no interior that looked kind of goofy. So like some people would say that's a stupid trade. It probably was, but 
whatever. I don't care. Yeah, but I'd say, I mean, like from my perspective, like the the Camaro's cool, but like you don't run across the fiberglass yeah, T bucket every as, day. Yeah, it's not as yeah. It's, it's and has a small block though. Ford in it, right? Yep. So came with a, a, a three thirty one. So it's a it's a it's a I guess it's technically a two eighty nine stroke to stroke three thirty one with a C four transmission. Um, I swapped transmissions, so it's got a later model C four with a different converter and a better shift kit in it. And then I ended up um, recently tearing the tearing the, the top half of the motor down um, to just the the block and cranking pistons and cam, and then um, put new heads on it, new intake, carburetor. Um, has a has a roller valve train now. Um, it's 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 a pretty raspy little little small block. It's um, I don't know if I had I don't know how much power it's making. If I had to guess, it's probably making like. I don't know, probably at the flywheel, 425 to 450. Um, revs really good. Um, you know, the car only weighs 1,700 pounds, so there's not a whole lot to it, yeah. you know. So I'm sure it's, that the, it's, with it's, you in it, it sits like. Well, like luckily, it's ba- it's basically sitting on rails, so it's there's almost no suspension <laughs> on it anyway, so it's, it's, it's just level with me. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> And it has two seats in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I took Bev out for riding it. Um, couple, uh, when, I, when I first got it running, um, and then she hasn't been out in it yet since I since I you know you know added a hundred more horsepower to it. Right. But uh, I, I finally got got the motor put back together a couple about about a week ago. Um, took it out and it's 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 a it's a blast. It's it's so much fun. It's almost like it's like riding a motorcycle, but more uncomfortable. <laughs> And uh, and I think it's even sketchier to be honest with you. Like the really? wheelbase is so short, yeah. So you, you can't get. You think you would up. be more comfortable on a motorcycle? I've had motorcycles. I'm I'm more comfortable on a like my uh, V rod Harley. Um, I was more comfortable on that than, than this for sure. How many motorcycles did you have? Uh, just a couple. Um, had a sporty. Um, and then I had a V rod. The V rod was actually a uh. It was like a drag bike. Um, it was fun. I ran around that for a while, but I just the weather kind of sucks so bad up here. I, I really yeah. didn't use it. I'm not one of those hard, hardcore guys who ride it when it's like 40 degrees out, or so in the it rain. had to, or if it's super hot, like yeah, it had to be like 65 to 80 for me to for me to ride it. And right. I didn't ride very much. I ended up selling it. And normally in that like. If it's 65 to 80, you know, you're talking like spring and it's raining up yeah. here like every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even when I yeah, had a motorcycle, like, I hated riding in the rain. Yeah. It's just not yeah, There's like, there's like too much you can use it if that. Right. And half those days <laughs> it's raining. Yeah. And then so, once yeah, you, once like you get in the middle of the summer up here, it's like a hundred degrees. It's too hot. It's not fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you got an engine between your legs and you're already sweating. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Which, there's I mean, plenty like, of people that do it yeah which i mean the bucket isn't that much different i guess but it's it's actually i i, I named the car the bucket list it's been one of those cars i've been wanting forever so yeah um it's it's special enough to get over that i guess i'll have to keep this one and get something else whenever i need something else to drive <laughs> i was just about to ask when's the next yeah one? you know i uh it's going to be a while i think um yeah i'm out of room in my garage so uh, gonna, yeah 
Because you've got so a like, what, tw- 30 by 40 or 30 by 30? No, it's, it's smaller than that. It's like oh, it uh, 20, 24 by 36. Um, oh, okay. So I, I really can only, if I, 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 have a, I have a lift in there, and I have, also have um, those like pneumatic, pneumatic plate jacks also. Mm-hmm. So I can like, you know, be really working on two cars at one time. I could probably store like four or five, but I'm working on everything I got. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm always doing something. So uh, I probably I'll probably try to avoid getting another car until uh, until we until we, we move someplace bigger. <laughs> um, I won't make Bev park outside. So <laughs> yeah, because you could start putting race cars in your uh, in your attached garage. But well, I did I I, I did. You had the truck in there, while. didn't you? I did. Yeah. In the Camaro. Um, ju- just the truck. Uh, before I redid my barn and insulated really well and you know and got that done i'd end up um i ended up keeping the truck in there it was cooler to work on stuff and uh, actually for well, no actually you're right for a while i had the the camaro and the mustang in there and bev was parking outside and i asked that's not very cool so because <laughs> i had the let's see i'm trying to think i because i also had a um like a per like a bluish purple late later model GMC Sierra Sino cap short bed pickup. I remember that. That I bought for it. I bought that truck for a daily driver. Yep. And then I slammed it, put it on slicks, and I'm like, I gotta <laughs> find something else to drive for a daily. So I ended up parking that. I didn't drive that. I I I, I took it out on the weekends and stuff, but it was too nice to drive. Yeah. I remember but you I bringing it to the gym because that one had uh I think that one, just like your one now, also had a fiberglass tonneau cover on it. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, and then, did. and then it was mm-hmm. like, because I, I think when I first met you, you still had your short, short or uh, single cab short bed truck, that old mm-hmm. one that you had. You, I think you were just uh, getting rid of it when I met you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because um, I remember that because I ended up. I ended up putting uh, wheels and tires on that truck right before um, that meet that you were at. And yeah. I ended up flaring my bicep tendonitis all up, getting those things to fit. And two days, <laughs> two days later, I had to bench. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember you getting this new one and you were like, oh, it's probably not going to be as fast as my old one. And I was like, I thought you bought this for a daily. <laughs> this seems yeah. to be like a theme of a lot of people yeah. that have muscle cars is you buy a daily don't get one that you're going to be able to turn into a race car yeah i yeah i, I like specifically the, the the truck i'm driving now i specifically got that because it's nothing that i would ever build yeah because that's just a that's a four eight isn't it yeah it's a it's a which you know the, you know, the four eight motors are decent but it's just uh it's a quad cab pickup you know with zero hot rotting you know stuff Central. going on with this so it's yeah, well, yeah whatever yeah yeah that one just that one just is actually for pulling the race cars around right you do have a nice trailer <laughs> for it i enjoy yeah. using that come, trailer. come by and use it anytime you want man it's in the driveway i think you and me are the only i've told you this before but i think you and me are the um, only ones that have said like hey if you ever need this borrow it and you borrow just, my my ladder, and I borrow yep. your, your trailer whenever just I come need. get it, man. I don't, I don't even care. hesitate. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so no new race yeah, cars in the future, off. and unfortunately, I'd have yeah. to, man, I'd have to really, uh, I'd really have to talk talk Bev into that one probably. Probably, yeah. I'll probably have to come home with it. Really, that's usually what happens. Actually, another funny story. 
the truck that I the truck that was hers that, that I built. Um, I told her I was thinking about getting rid of it and getting something else to cruise in, and she's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't be getting rid of that truck. That's, that's in my truck." And she was kind of half joking, right? So I thought she was. Well, yeah. um, she was at work. I came home for lunch because some guy wanted to look at the truck, and uh, he came from West Virginia with a trailer and cash, and uh, I sold it. And as she was pulling into the driveway, he was pulling it up onto his trailer, and uh, the look she gave <laughs> me, man. <laughs> She's like, I never drove uh, it, but it's my truck. And yeah, I had I had a I had an envelope full of cash, and this truck was his by by the time she pulled in the driveway. So <laughs> that weekend we ended up get, going and getting the Camaro, I think. Okay. So yeah, you don't, I'll, you don't, don't drive wait that one either. Long. Yeah. No, I already, I already had my eye on this car before. So oh, okay. And <laughs> they there was always race cars to buy, I'm sure. Yeah. Or potential race yep. cars. And, yeah. You really never, you really never make any money on them. So whatever, it's just it's a hobby. Hey, that's why you're on here. Too many hobbies. Too yep. many hobbies. So when's the <laughs> next powerlifting meet? So we were just looking at that a couple of days ago. Um, it'll be in November. Okay. Um, I think that's when a lot of our a lot of our, our crew is going to be, um, you know, going down and training for it. So get that on your schedule. Get you get you down there for one, Brian. Well, it's um, duck season. <laughs> maybe yeah yeah there's there's a meet on the I haven't decided yet for there's an apf meet on the 13th in cincinnati there's a meet on the 20th in indianapolis um the last meet we did at eaton barbo was fantastic so if he has a meet around that same time i'd like to do that all, i'd like to do that um so probably sometime around november okay so that's a plan um, anyway hey well before we wrap up here i have one question sure if you had time and money to pick up another hobby, what would you yeah. pick up? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, probably like boating, I would say. Boating. Um, I've never owned a boat. We had a boat growing up. I will, I always liked it. Um, came close to buying a couple boats, but I've always, you know, end up, you know, end up uh, going a different direction with it. I'd like, I'd like to get a boat here next, next, next couple of years probably. I need, I need more room. So. Yeah. What kind um, of boats do you like? Uh, <laughs> fast, scary ones. So, <laughs> it's like cigarette so, boats and. Well, like you know, I, I, I love cigarette boats. I love, I love all that stuff. You know, all all you know, big black Chevy boats and stuff. Yeah. But there was a couple of flat bottom jet boats um, that you know it'd be stupid to buy for around here, but I would totally do it. You know, yeah, like you, you could drive really... that in the Portage. You could drive it in the Maumee, the Two Saint. There's plenty of rivers. Yeah. you could drive a jet. Boat. Yeah, true. You know, it's 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 pretty calm out here in Maumee Bay too. But yeah, I'd probably end up killing myself in it. But I'd like probably. to get one eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've done some really <laughs> dumb stuff in my boats out on the lake, and it's like those aren't even it, racing boats. And you, it gets it gets sketchy quick. You know, we've hey, you know, telling me as a kid and stuff. <laughs> you know, storms come up pretty quick around here, so it, yeah. gets, it gets sketchy pretty quick. Uh, Mother Erie can be real, real mm -hmm. finicky, and she Absolutely. just on a dime she'll turn, bite you quick. Yeah, I've been out where it's been glass calm, and then like you start feeling the wind pick up, and you're like, man, it's getting kind of so rough. And then you're duck creepy, hunting, and you it? got an hour to pick up stuff, and by the time <laughs> that you've picked up, it's four foot waves, and you're like, what happened? Oh yeah, it wasn't yep. supposed to be like this. Yeah, my yeah, my, my my dad had stories about getting caught out in the point and stuff. Like just just 
rough, real rough. You know, you know back in, uh, you know, I grew up on, on the Catawba and around the yeah. point there, there, there have been times when, you know, it was 10, 12 foot waves and uh, on a little lake, but that's, man, that's no fun. <laughs> no. So, no. No, I think the biggest I've been out on Lake Erie was seven foot waves. Yeah, that's, that's not that fun was, either. And that was coming from North Bass, so on the other side of Putin Bay. Oh, so yes, you, you like weren't even, you still had like six miles to go yet. It was probably further than that, to be honest. Uh, geez, and then no. I was in the Lake St. Clair River, and it was about seven or eight foot waves. Yeah, that's not even fun. Yeah. Takes the it's relaxing not. part of it out of it. Kind of, yeah. it kind of gets scary quick. And both times it was in November. So, I mean, you're that's talking the worst like time. 25 yeah. degrees. We're out hunting, and it's mm-hmm. like you're just getting demolished that's, by waves. That's when, that's when it picks up like that, too. You got to be really careful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, yeah. though, because, like, it, it looks like it's going to be fine, and then all of a sudden... Comes up bite you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, Tyler. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Where can people Absolutely, find man. you if they want to see your powerlifting and your cars? Yeah, so I have uh, Facebook and Instagram. Just search my name, Tyler Butcher. Um, uh, uh, Anderson Powerlifting is a company that, you know, sponsors me. So if you ever see anything on the site that you want to take a look at or want input on, wrap sleeves, shirts, suits, whatever, feel free to DM me. Uh, friend request me, DM me, follow me, whatever. Uh, I'll be more than happy to help you out. And all of that will be linked in the video description as well as the show description. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it. We'll have to have you back on. It's been fun. Anytime, buddy. All right, man. Thanks, man.